0: What's up, guys? We're back on the Founder Hour with Sebu Simonian. I'm your co-host, Pat.
1: I'm Posh, That's eating posh, popcorn.
0: getting some popcorn. Uh, Sebu, thanks again three, for being Three, four, here
2: four days in a row we're four seeing each other? It's too much. It's oh
1: too much, guys, right? No, <laughs> I'm sick kid, of you guys. Guy. Four
0: days in a row, seeing each other, eating popcorn. It's great. Uh, so for this segment, we really wanted to kind of hear from you as far as who your biggest inspirations are. Uh, could be music, could be life in general, could be anything. Uh, so... Uh, Tell us who's inspired you throughout your life and and why.
2: Mm. I had so many inspirations. I think as a musician, your best inspirations are your favorite bands and your favorite artists, and I have many. I think what all of them have in common, like let me throw out some names, Pink Floyd, The Beatles, Mm. Radiohead, Mm. Coldplay. Beethoven. Uh, What they all have in common is that they're not just really, really good uh, artists and creators, but they are disciplined and they're so prolific. They've produced a lot of music, Mm. many albums. You know, sometimes a short period of time. You know, Pink Floyd in the seventies, like, put out five, six of the best albums ever. Beatles. Mm -hmm. You know, even the Radiohead, Coldplay, these. These bands are <clears throat> so prolific, so I respect their work ethic, yeah. You know, and their positive attitude. Um. Yeah.
0: And is there like one, ba- one of those bands that like you've kind of looked at as more so? I want to be just like them, or was it kind of just a culmination of
2: of all those? I think I've definitely gone through phases. Yeah, with with bands. Um. Because everyone, I mean, the Beatles were just, yeah. the, beat, the Beatles were just, Beatles, man. Mm-hmm. My yeah. first You watch these videos experience. of these girls just chasing them down the street, like <laughs> Liverpool. Uh. I think the first song I ever learned outside of classical pieces for piano lessons was uh, Let It Be mm. uh, by the Beatles. Great song. Very easy song to play. I was, yeah. was going
0: to say Imagine, but that was more like a John Lennon song. Imagine is a
2: little bit harder. It's yeah. interesting. And that was definitely early in the.
1: I also see just like across from me, just a bunch of gomidas mm. Um, who's a famous Armenian composer? Yes, and there's like at least twenty. You know, are those yeah. books or are I'm, those like? I'm a Gomidas uh, fanatic. Yeah, why is that? Um, or, or I guess for those that don't know who he is, I mean, give us a little bit. Gomidas
2: of that is the the most important musical figure in Armenian history. Possibly the most important cultural figure, even in Armenian history. Very very important. Uh, lived in the late. Um, 1800s early 1900s um, in the Ottoman Empire and um, was orphaned at 10 11 years old and was adopted by the Armenian church uh, he didn't know Armenian he learned Armenian at the, at the church and grew up and became an expert musician and he would go out into the fields into the countryside and listen to Armenian singers in their element um, singing you know, ancient folk songs. And he would basically jot them down and transcribe them and save them from going extinct. And he rewrote them and rearranged them and composed thousands of his own works. And they're all very, very beautiful. And he was ahead of his play time. Do of his music? I do. I, I try to learn his songs. Um, they're actually... S- so interesting and, and modern sounding to me. Yeah. And he was basically able to cement the Armenian music, the authentic Armenian music that had been, has been around for thousands of years but was kind of disappearing. Um, and he gave it, I feel like he kind of also gave it his own spin to it. Like it's, it has, it's very Armenian, it's very oriental, it's very ancient, but at the same time it's very um, accessible to the Western mm. ear. He went to Germany and studied, you know, Western European music, and he brought that back with him um, when he came back to Armenia. And so, anyway, uh, you know, if you, especially if you've, if you're exposed to Armenian music, you'll hear Gomidas everywhere, uh, and it's really beautiful. And so, um, I'm kind of into him. I'm, I'm reading about him. I'm trying to learn yeah. his music. Maybe yeah, do some projects.
1: How much has your heritage and your culture been an influence in your? both in your music career and in your professional life?
2: I think, at least indirectly, it's always been uh, an influence. Um, my more American pop songs, English language songs, yeah. aren't really Armenian. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's in my blood and it kind of sneaks in mm-hmm. in, in one way like or the another. the dance vibes. You know? Um, so it's there. But of late, I've been getting into Armenian music a little bit more. And with studying the Gomidas stuff, like I'm trying to maybe produce some Komidas songs in modern ways, maybe even translate them to English uh, and mess around like that. Uh, there's some great musicians like Artyom Manuk- Manukian, mm-hmm. who's a cellist. Uh, I'm going to be working with him on it. Um, Vahakun Turgutian, Vahakni, he goes by. Mm-hmm. He's a classical guitarist. There's Antony Kazirian, who's an oud player. So we're going to mm-hmm. collaborate with together. And, visa. Yeah, yeah and uh, do some comida stuff. And he was like,
1: a, I think he went to like law school or something that Right? He was like, yeah, he's an interesting character. Yeah.
2: Uh, great with Blair.
0: Yeah. Uh, kind of talking about like the bands and artists you mentioned as your biggest inspirations. Besides, you mentioned like there, it was like kind of their approach to music that really kind of inspires you. But like even at a young age when you started listening to these bands, like what was it that caught you that was like, man, I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll, you, you tell me.
2: Um, chronologically if I tell you who I liked at a younger age I think uh, it would probably start with Pink Floyd in my teenage years in high school um, a lot of people go through this stage yeah, <laughs> where they just like oh wow it's Everyone like psychedelic drugs moment, and you yeah. don't even have to take psychedelic drugs <laughs> to feel it It's that's the kind of music that they made uh, you just put your headphones on in your bedroom and, and go on these musical trips and that um, Uh, And then discovering that it was actually quite easy to play those songs on the piano. They're simple. They're just simple chords, simple melodies. Oh, I could recreate this. Let's just have fun with it. Um, I think that's where it started. And then uh, obviously you kind of dive into a little bit of music history and you got to check off the list. You you, you discover the Beatles and you realize uh, what kind of geniuses they were as songwriters and you get to the heavier stuff, Led Zeppelin, The Doors. And then you just kind of go by by decades mm-hmm. in the eighties, I loved Depeche Mos probably my favorite eighties band in mm-hmm. the nineties you've got you know the radiohead and and the beginning of the electronica movement with underworld um so it's kind of all over the place, and like you, you can hear like even when you like listen to if you really listen to the
0: music, like you hear kind of who they were inspired by. Like I think Beatles were really inspired by like Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. hearing a lot of their songs, and that was just kind of the, the the time when it was like the swing and all that stuff. And then, um, like Led Zeppelin for sure, like they were inspired. Beatles were inspired. You can hear from, and they were kind of inspired from by both of yeah, e- each other. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, That's great. And so it kind of sounds like, but like you, you kind of like you. It's that kind of old school sound that you really that really resonates with you,
2: huh? I I do have a soft spot for rock <laughs> rock yeah. music. You know the classic drums, bass, guitar, vocals.
0: Are there a little new, bit of keys? Are there any new artists, like current artists, that you get inspiration from? Takashi
1: six nine.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting time right now <laughs> in pop music, and um, I'm.
1: It's almost like a dark time. Yeah, if you ask me, a year but ago, but I feel, I feel like, like it's always a dark time. No, it's no, like, it? no. I
0: remember there was a time no. where it was like in the 2000s if you were like, oh. It's and time by the way, on. I'm not
2: complaining about the music. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think it's it's pretty good, um, but it's pretty focused right now. I feel like yeah, I feel like there isn't a lot of variety. Yeah, and what's really popular right now is 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 this sound that's kind of everywhere, um, and it's not bad or good. There's some bad stuff. There's some good stuff. Um, it's definitely new, yeah. And um, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm getting too old for this stuff, but yeah. sometimes I feel that way. I say, "Hey, what are these Just kids like listening noise. to yeah. these days?" All yeah. right, all right. And I'm trying to get it, and I'm actually quite happy to say that I'm starting to get it a little bit more now yeah. than I was maybe
1: like a year ago. Like, like why people listen to this stuff? Yeah, what it is
2: about it that's actually good. So, what is intriguing.
1: it? Have you come up with like an answer? Because um, I still can't figure it out.
2: <laughs> you know. Well, a lot of a lot of the artists, um, what they're trying to do is they're pushing the envelope. Mm. Sometimes, what sounds like what sounds like crap to me or you, is, well, maybe it's intentional. Like, like you know, sometimes like like some of these rappers, for example, they'll they'll mumble. Yeah. yeah, and that's, mumble rap, right? Mumble rap, well, mumble rap, yeah, you can't understand what they're saying. I mean, you've, but
0: heard, you've heard Blueface, right? The Thought Tiana song, I think so. He's literally rapping off beat. It's all, it's not even on. Yeah, beat. yeah, and, and so people it's intentional. People, yeah, they're, intentional. they're
2: trying to say how bad can I sound <laughs> and still
1: have billions of, of but, YouTube. But views. isn't that like a big fuck you to the consumers and like? and getting just straight at their intelligence. Cause I I honestly, like real talk, I don't think that it's intentional until retroactively or retro, you look back and you're like, Oh yeah. You know, like you make up that story of like, Oh yeah, that was done on purpose. But like, you're literally insulting those that are earning you your living. And that's the
2: appeal. These artists are, are trying their hardest to be insulting. I mean, they're trying to be, but how, how sustainable is that? Well, I mean, if you're getting millions and millions of YouTube views and it's sales the volume and, of it, though, there's
0: so many of them and, doing it. You know, it's not just views a couple on
2: people. Instagram and views on Facebook, and you're monetizing that, and you're making money.
1: Yeah, but like, it's not even art. It's like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I guess it is to some people. To me, it's just noise. But
2: and then every once in a while, from that noise, there's like know, one, that something interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. pops up. Yeah. because of the culture that right. was created from right. that noise. Right, 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 right. Something interesting actually does come come about.
0: There's also like not, not even just listening, but the experience of it. Whether it's like going to a show yeah. or just like interacting with it, like physically. And so, I mean, I like I don't. I'm the type of guy like if I'm at Coachella, like I want to go to the sets that like you you have to see live. They're like bands. Yeah. They're not just one person with a microphone just like rapping over you know. a shitty beat, you know. So, yeah. I wonder like, you know, how that's gonna work too with experiences like. Is that type of is like the, the real music gonna gonna always prevail because of that? Because experiences are such a big part of it, or like do you just think it's like a rough time right now with the the sound?
2: Well, um, a more legitimate kind of long term artist should have a pretty good live show, right? Um, so <clears throat> some of these kind of sugar packet hip hop pop artists that are hitting big. On radio, radio, or, or Spotify, or whatever, uh, might or might not have a good live show. Oftentimes, it doesn't translate well for the live show, and it'll fizzle. Yeah. But if they're able to put a good team together and put on a badass live show, and where they can really transfer the energy that's on the recording to the live show and make it a party and have mm-hmm. a sustained concert as well, not just have like a one-hit one, not be a one-hit wonder then you have the recipe for long-term success.
1: Sebo, I'm sure it's like asking your, you like who your favorite child is, but I'm curious, from the music that you put out there, whether Capital Cities or pre-Capital Cities, what's like that one song that was, just stood out to you, like kind of became your inspiration, whether in life or in music, to just keep on going, or you used it as an example of what your sound should sound like? Oh, every year, you know, it'll be a different song. But what is that song? When for? I'm
2: producing or testing my mixes, there's a few acts that I think sonically have, have just sounded amazing to me. One of them being Royksop. Uh, they're mm-hmm. a Norwegian, mm-hmm. Norwegian or Uh oh, I gotta double check. Norway or Sweden? One, one of those two. Um, they're a duo, they have an amazing sound. Mm mm-hmm the production, the kicks, the basses, the synths, everything, the way they record their vocals. So I listened to this one song called Monument off of uh, their album The Inevitable End. Hmm. Every time I reference one of my mixes, I have to check that as as one of the songs to see, is it sounding as good as that? It never sounds as good as that. That's it, the industry standard to you. That's the gold yeah. standard, yeah. Um, so sonically... There's a lot of bands that I, that I love. What about your own music? From my own stuff? yeah. Um, I'm really proud of how the Capital Cities, both albums came out. Um, uh, sonically, I, I enjoy listening to it. You know, I don't get sick of it. Um, <clears throat> I think probably everything I've done, I've, I've been happy with. Um, and so usually whatever I'm working on at the moment is is the most exciting thing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a favorite. I like that answer.
0: Well that's Sebu Simonian's uh inspirations. And uh we want to just thank you for being on with us this whole week and kind of sharing your story and sharing your insight, wisdom and knowledge on being a musician uh and also the music side the business side of music that not a lot of people are, mm-hmm. you know, know about. So and
1: we're excited to see what's to come. Yeah. Where can people follow you on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube? What's the what's the plug?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, Capital Cities is pretty easy to find yep. on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, I have an Instagram page and a Facebook page. I think if you look me up, Sebu yep, or yeah. Sebo, Simone, we'll tag you it's pretty well. easy yep. to find me. I'm kind of doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work right now, uh, producing and writing uh, a bunch of stuff and getting my feet wet with the whole video, uh, YouTubing and Instagramming um, kind of process. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe I'll work on... I'm gonna be working on some material, some Very content, cool. and then putting it out over the next month or two. Love it. Yeah, so thank you for having me. Of course.